0: We're rolling. Timer starts now. Mark. Hi, I'm Ford. And I'm Sky. And these are not our real names.
1: These are our superhero names, and with our powers combined, we formed the writing partnership L. Skyford. Welcome to Booklandia.
0: Today, we're going to review a book, most likely a romance. But before we get much further, did you know you can watch our faces do this episode by subscribing to us on Twitch at L. Skyford or YouTube at L. Skyford? You should really do it. We give good face. And sometimes there's a dog bomb at Ford's house. This is true. For our other socials, you can follow us on Twitter at Skyford L, on Instagram at L.Skyford. And if you're interested in our book, blog, or even more book reviews, head over to our website, LSkyford.com. Lastly, this and every episode are chock full of oversharing and spoilers, and every
1: episode is rated E for Explicit. You have been warned.
0: I love our opener. Hi, <laughs> hi, all right. today we are talking about take a hint, Danny Brown by our all time favorite uh romance author Talia Hibbert. Yes, but first, how are you
1: um i uh I'm a little bit more nervous than I should be because we've been doing this for a while, but now we are recording this for yeah. podcast purposes and For reasons that I cannot explain with my explaining brain, (laughs) I am much more stressed out than I normally am. Despite the fact that I love this book and I'm really excited to talk about it, how are you?
0: Uh, Hard same. I am uh, aromatherapying myself right now to like chill out. I've got the lavender candles going. I have a lavender mint tea that I'll be sipping on. Like, I'm just trying to trick myself into not being nervous because we've been doing this already, but now it feels <laughs> real.
1: It feels more real uh, than it's been before. More re- realer. <laughs> yeah. Realer. Oh, I can't even say it. So.
0: <laughs> yeah. So let's get in. Yeah. Danny Brown is the second Talia Hibbert book in a series about the Brown sisters.
1: Yes, the series is called The Brown Sisters. Uh, we're doing this particular book for two reasons. A, it is hilarious. The first book is worth your time as well. Mm-hmm. This one is hilarious. And B, her next book in this series is coming out very soon. And I'm halfway through that book and it is a joy <gasps> of joys. And so uh, <laughs> we need to talk about this book so that we have the space uh, to talk about the other book as well, because the gushing, oh man, the gushing, it's going to be really hard for me because I'm so in love with the other book right now, but I'm going to put my brain mm-hmm. on Danny Brown and <laughs> really go for it.
0: I mean, we we felt the same when we read Danny Brown. Uh, I read it much after you did, and you were just trying not to throttle me to read it. I mean, it's true. Yeah. Uh, this Talia Hibbert does this to us. Like, haven't met a Talia Hibbert we hate. So she's crown. She's the queen.
1: Uh, that is so true. 110%. Ugh.
0: Okay. So the thing oh, we're going to
1: yeah. do, you ready for this? Yes. I'm not ready for this and I rub the thing. <laughs> the thing we're going to do is we're going to put 30 seconds on the clock and try to, in 30 seconds, explain the plot of this book. Okay. Mostly because long plot explanations bore both of us. I'm sorry, I'm speaking (laughs) for you as well as for me, but that's true. True. And so we're going to go through it in 30 seconds or less. We're going to see if I can make it through all of the text I wrote Mm. in the 30 seconds. Um, So, as the honorary and not-so-honorary stage manager in our lives, could you put 30 (laughs) seconds on the clock? I'm going to give you a 10-second warning.
0: Fantastic. I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready. Okay. You ready? I'm going to count you down as well. How about that? Thank you. Thank you. That's great. Five, four, three, two, one...
1: Danny needs to finish her PhD. She also needs to get the cobwebs out of her vagina. So she (laughs) prays to the goddess for help. What she wasn't expecting is a former rugby player reading romance novels carrying her out of the building like it's on fire. It was only a drill. He's looking for a happily ever after, but... We'll settle for now for 10 seconds. The accidental fake relationship he stumbles into with Danny. She doesn't think he has time for more than friends with benefits. However, their connection is getting too strong to just be a bit of fun. You fail. I should really read through my tongue twisters before attempting this. So to reiterate, she wants to be friends with benefits yeah. He wants to be much more than that because he believes in a strong relationship. His name, which I did not even mention, in this is Zafir mm-hmm. and I feel like we should we should bring that up as well. Phew. <laughs> Are now how stressed are you take that <laughs> oh no no i was just like there are so many words i wrote so many words it was hard to like so really compile words. it so cobwebs in the vagina the credit for that yeah. goes to talia hubert yeah. herself because that is what danny says about herself fantastic uh, she's thinking through um how long it's been Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. But I love that. So, one of the things that I love about this book are all of these turns of phrase. Yeah, that one was one that's really stuck with me. There's a couple more I'm going to bring up. So, oh, this sure. book got released on June 23rd of 2020. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and it's it's sort of like it's not opposites attract. It's just like two people in different points of their lives who are just really made for each other, trying to f- find the right time to be together. Kind of, you know, like. Yes. Two opposite people who are both really great, but they're just in different parts of their lives, just having to take their two paths and figure out how to converge them.
1: Yes. So, on the trope front, I feel like this one had a bunch, but they, I didn't really mind them so much. So, mm. uh, there is a fake relationship. Yes. Because uh, an image of Zafir and Danny. Mm-hmm. being her being carried out of the building goes viral and then they just let everyone assume that they're together mm-hmm. and then they suddenly actually it. want to be together um
0: mm-hmm.
1: there is uh there is, I don't know, what else would I really call a, like, a truly trope trope? Other than they are, you're right, they're not opposites. he He's very sure about the things he wants, she's very sure about the things she wants, and they happen to be not the same things.
0: Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about it a little later, but uh, uh, Sophia is 100% a cinnamon roll to me, so, and I know you're just, like, not 100% on what that means, but, you know, We're going to get to it. Push that open. We'll push that door open. Uh, I do think they're
1: sunshine and what's that one? Sunshine and grump. Right. There's a trope where like one of them is the sunny one and the other one is the grumpy one. Um, So, yes.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sure. Work-life balance. Is that a trope? Is that even a trope? I, I think that's just a conversation
1: we're having as a, as a as a human race right now is how to mm-hmm. balance those things. But uh, I, I don't know that it's a trope trope, but for sure. So in terms of questions about the plot, let, let yeah. me let me I'm going to I'm going to ask you a question. This transition was terrible. Okay. So enjoy the yeah. terrible transition into. Well, well
0: let's let's let the peoples know so instead of just like going through beat by beat this whole book or just talking willy-nilly we're going to ask each other questions there's going to be three questions before our break and you know we're going to try we're going to try and expand on the plot a little more on the characters a little more and on some other interesting things that the uh book does special
1: yes okay so the start of danny and Zephyr is a viral fake relationship Thoughts on fake relationships in real life? Yes? Do people have
0: fake relationships in real life when they're not a a celebrity?
1: Hard yes. There are many, many reasons for fake relationships. All of them for fear of what other people might think of them if they do not have a relationship. Mm -hmm. For the purposes of getting a job with a conservative company. Yes, absolutely. People, okay, you're right. Maintain you're right. relationships or misconstrue the nature of their relationship. Absolutely, yes. You're yes, I think right. it happens. Uh, I, you know, in my life, I've been fortunate enough to not. That's not true. I take it back. You and I probably have done it when we've been out... At a, I know out at a restaurant or bar has not happened oh. in a very long time, but like uh-huh. when someone comes up to you and you don't want to talk to them and you yeah. imply implicitly or explicitly that the person you're yeah. with is your significant other and the mm-hmm. two of you are not interested. I, I feel like there's had to have That's been at true. least one instance of us yeah. like leaning into each other so that the person <laughs> would not make assumptions.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, and thank you by the way for for
1: for rescuing me if that is in fact the
0: case (laughs) i consider it from a good wingman wing person wing person point of view that i like if i ever like put my arm around you it was like to rebuff someone that we just didn't want to deal with for sure um i don't know i just feel like a fake relationship like you've named a whole bunch of great reasons but to do it in a in a in a sense where like in this book where both people are involved in it and it's not just a one-sided wall sort of boundary it it makes me very nervous emotionally like the emotional mental labor is worrisome for me so just like if if you're gonna go into a fake relationship set your hard boundaries stick to them communicate and take care of yourself Talk to your therapist about it while you're doing it. Excellent. That's all. That's that's my, that's all. Then disclaimer Ooh. town is done. Disclaimer <laughs> town. I like it. Thank you. Okay, so my turn for my question. Uh, yes, Danny and Zafir start this fake relationship after they're videoed. He carries her out of a building during a fire drill and it goes viral. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about the power the internet has the power of internet and social media that it has on our lives these days because they change their entire lives over a video. I think this
1: uh this is something that I'm going to I'm going to make us sound elderly here and this isn't <laughs> ageist in any way. Not hard. But uh I do think that this affects people who are younger than us in a much greater way. I think about um the Netflix Uh, version of all the boys to all the boys I've loved where she Mm -hmm. makes him the the photo of the two of them the cover of her phone the the and that means something in the Mm -hmm. high school dynamic Mm -hmm. that like now they're I'm putting it in air quotes going steady or or, Mm -hmm. like their relationship has evolved because now he's on the cover of her phone or now he's on her Instagram with her so I think For me, it doesn't mean a whole lot, but I feel like there are people and they are those people are simply they're not younger than me, but they're definitely more active on social media for whom changing their relationship status on social media is a huge deal. I remember this is going to be elderly again, not (laughs) I'm not trying to like make people feel bad about their age but when facebook it's a first self reaction right yeah. when facebook yeah. first came out with the relationship status i remember how significant it was to change your relationship status from single to yes. Uh, It's complicated. Well, and that was the big thing, right? If you changed it to instead of in a relationship, you changed it to Mm -hmm. it's complicated. It got to like, Mm -hmm. it was like, ooh, what are you trying to say? Are you not in a relationship? Like, is there some sort of... Trouble going on, so I feel like this is a blown up version of that. But I do remember living through that, mm. and people being like, "Ooh, why is it complicated?" and and getting yeah, really people would call about- you out of the right. blue, being like,
0: oh, "Is everything okay?"
1: Right? You switched it to it's complicated. So if that mm-hmm. tiny change uh, elicited that reaction, then imagine what happens when you add a, a whole new person to your social media feeds which are now updated so much faster, right? You don't have to go to a computer mm-hmm. to update your status and mm-hmm. uh, and you can post their picture and you can very self-evidently in a visual be engaged with them or disengaged from them. So
0: it's true. I I am one of those people where we do things social media here for El Skyford and Booklandia. And that's a about as much as I want to do like I used to post a whole lot more on my personal feeds but like all of my social media energy is now here like I just worry about the power social media has and yeah being like very one of those people who started Facebook as basically as soon as it started it's been a part of my life now for 15 years like half my life that's insane that just it just feels like so much and i'm trying to figure out a healthy balance oh man social media social media what we do without it can't live with it can't live without it
1: i i feel like you found a romance trope in social media it's a whole I mean, now, TED talk <laughs> yeah
0: now that we're uh i'm currently reading uh, alicia rye first comes like and that's the last in a series where they're all about something social media related so it's it's becoming a thing a good way to for people to connect i mean we've read a handful of books where social media was a big component um boyfriend boyfriend material had a lot of texting and social yeah. like social media apps they're it's they're everywhere
1: Okay, so my next question is about character. Again, segues totally my thing today. Just like <laughs> you've been in this pool for a while, you 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 got yeah. nice and warm. Goodbye, going a different. You get pool. the
0: point. Yeah, let's talk about Danny and Sophia. Let's get down into it.
1: Yes. So Danny is convinced that she can't have a romantic relationship and mm-hmm. a professional life, a, a successful career that are equally satisfying without sacrificing one of them. So, and mm. and this this is kind of a trope. There's a lot of uh very work-focused people who have to let go a little bit of their professional reins in order mm-hmm. to have a successful romantic relationship. The thing that I love about this book is that Danny does not back down from her professional aspirations. Absolutely. She finds a partner who supports her professional aspirations and allows her to grow not just in one area of her life but in multiple areas of her life and that is actually yeah. really rare i feel like in fiction and in real mm. life because there's a lot of like well it's a give and take and you have to give mm-hmm. up a little bit of this to make this other thing work and so this is this is where danny brown blew me out of the water because she does not give up her career she adds yeah. another layer of complexity to how she distributes Her time and her love. And so, not like a real, not a golf clap to that. It was amazing. (laughs) I'm getting to a question, I swear. And my question is (laughs) Is that realistic? Is it Mm. that all other fiction has portrayed a realistic thing where you have to give up a career aspiration in order to have a successful romantic relationship? Do you think? Or is Talia Hibbert right, and you can successfully achieve multiple happinesses?
0: Yeah, sure. So before I answer your question, I want to expound on. In the book, Danny is prepping to be on a panel with her idol. So Danny is a feminist literature, feminist English professor, and she's going to be on a panel with someone she has just idolized. And so her method of work is just to cram all the information into her brain and to succeed. And so this, it felt really great. So Danny is a Black woman. And this felt like very true to how I understand Black women feel they need to succeed in the workplace. They're always working twice as hard to get half as far. And that really shines in Danny's personality. Shines is not the right word. Her personality is a good example of that. And I was worried through the whole book that she was going to flop at this panel. I was worried that she was going to fail and that was going to be part of the Black moment. And I didn't want that to happen because that's just not a great thing for to happen to a character, but also to happen to a kick-ass professional woman who is also Black. And... She didn't. She fucking kills it. Spoiler alert. We warned you there were spoilers. <laughs> she fucking owns. And it's fantastic. <laughs> and I was so excited for her. And she gets like, so to get to the answer of your question, I, I think it is absolutely possible. I feel like I have that in my relationship. I'm not a particularly ambitious person. I don't have a five-year plan. I don't want a five-year plan. I'm very happy with the course of my life and the connections and work and stuff that I do. But I feel feel support and i feel he push he pushes me we've now gotten to the point he knows when to push me how to push me and like when to drop the bits in so it's it's about finding that balance but and then also reciprocating it like i try to support him in his work life balance and push him when he's working too much and you know figuring out how we just get through this crazy thing called life without pulling our hair out and trying to do it kindly and with love do you think it's possible
1: yes Absolutely, I think it's possible because I think what changes is the definition of what is enough and what is necessary, right? If your mm. prime, if your singular focus is on your career, and you do have really ambitious goals, and those goals prevent you from having any time for for a person in your life, but you still want to have a connection with that person, we now have social media to keep us connected, um, or mm-hmm. or text messages or like funny memes or whatever it is. And so mm-hmm. you can emotionally expand. Or if, you know, if you read it, success is not defined the same way as it used to. Like the yeah. pinnacle of ambition can mean doing a certain amount of work stuff, a certain amount of family life stuff and a certain amount of you stuff. And that, right, is mm-hmm. is the success. And I think that's really what Danny has to discover is that she has to because she right, she just says I can't have a romantic relationship because I have to have all of my energy focused on this. And what Zafir says, mm-hmm. you can have a romantic relationship and also have enough energy to focus on this and to be energized even further by a supportive partner. And so that's exactly mm-hmm. what it is. It's sort of yeah. so the rebalance isn't because you finally found another twelve hours in a day. The rebalance is in the fact that you now share your emotional labor with someone, you know, share your successes and your failures with someone so you don't have to carry the entire burden on your shoulders. Uh, And even if it's not romantic, if the relationships in your life are platonic, you still, right, that you need a village, a person, people that you carry your load with. So not only is it possible, but I'm a huge proponent of do it anyways, show up for other people and it will ultimately make you show up for yourself a lot more.
0: That's awesome. That is, uh, yes, nail, head, met. Excellent. They've had a meet cute and you've done it. Fantastic. (laughs) Um, So Zafir, I called him a cinnamon roll and I'm going to tell you why I think he's a cinnamon roll. So to me, a cinnamon roll is uh, soft and gooey on the inside but like a little bit firm and crunchy on the outside. And then when you just smear them in, in something and, that you get to lick off, it just, it's, it tastes even better. Whoa. No, no that's not, that's not part Whoa. of it. Whoa. Or is it? Oh, is, is it? it? <laughs> Zafir is an ex rugby player. He quit playing rugby after a traumatic experience in his family. And he now works as security at Danny's university, where she's a professor in the building where she teaches her class. And he reads romance novels and he brings her granola bars every day. And like, he just, he was already halfway in love with her before she even like looked twice at him, really. Like they were already halfway in love with each other by the time the book started, which is a delight. But we don't see a lot of cinnamon roll male leads. We see a lot of alpha males and like biker dudes who wear leather and are tough and (laughs) werewolves and vampires who stalk the night. Why Do you think that it's such an infrequent character trope? And do you like it? Do you think readers like it? And why? So,
1: firstly, I think you just blew one of our minisodes because we were going to talk about a cinema. Sorry, No, it's fine. Come back for That's just going to be the title (laughs) of the minisode. Um,
0: Yeah. We'll talk uh, about way more than Zafir.
1: Secondly, I think... We've recently seen a lot more uh, men Mm. who are emotionally available. And I think uh, you and I in particular seek out romance novels that do have that. I think that there is an archetype of a a testosterone-filled alpha male man that appeals to... (laughs) Male man. (laughs) Well, also (laughs) that, uh, that appeals... Or, or used to appeal to an audience, right? There's the perception of someone who's going to rescue the damsel in distress. Someone who's right. going to take charge and protect you and and sort out all your woes. And all you got to do is just uh, lounge half naked on a fainting couch. And there is an appeal in that, right? Like
0: mm-hmm. fainting couches sure. are
1: very comfortable So I can being half
0: naked is fantastic.
1: Right. So I can absolutely see the appeal of escapism into a world where these knights in shining armor exist and people who really crave that. The problem with, for me, the problem with those characters is that they are so removed from reality that I have a hard time Mm -hmm. connecting with them. And I think the popularity of what you refer to as the cinnamon roll and what I refer to as an emotionally available male is that they are more realistic, right? From an emotional standpoint, yeah. we crave emotionally available people in our lives. And so we, yeah. we, we earn for the couple to get together when you know that they're not just going to be happy in the moment, but they're going to be happy for a long time because this person who is emotionally available is going to take care of her. So it's yeah. not really about being taken care of ourselves in the moment so much as being taken care of long term. So um, that's why that's why I think that's where we're at.
0: I think also society is changing. Society has said you don't have to. as men, you can cry, you can feel emotions, show emotions. You don't have to be a brick well, wall. Some of society. Let's let's not a- run ahead society. of the train. <laughs> sure uh that's the way i would like to see society moving towards more fully um but like you don't need to fully bear the brunt of being the breadwinner and i think that also comes from the fact that women are now feeling empowered enough to save themselves have ambition have it all uh they're they're not completely dependent we are not completely dependent anymore so we can, we're giving more emotional room for men,
1: yeah, and I think that's great. All right, so Time. I'm gonna, uh, yet again, like hard switch topics because uh, <laughs> yeah. transitions next are hard. Next question, next question. <laughs> okay, so this book, to my absolute delight, has laugh out loud descriptions during mm-hmm. sex scenes, hilarious sex scenes. Yes, how do you feel yes. about hilarious sex scenes? Are they? Entertain, like, are you in or out?
0: Hey, oh, <laughs> in, then out, then in, then out, then there you in, go, and out, but slower.
1: Oh, um, now we're getting somewhere.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't mind it. In, I don't mind it. Tally Hibbert is a master, she did it great. It was delightful. It's her books are always delightful. I do like for the sex scenes, it's transportive to me. I I want to be aroused by a sex scene so. As long as it's still arousing it you can laugh during it like that feels like i I've laughed in intimate moments, so like that feels real. yes, I agree. It doesn't always need to be like scowly, angsty love making
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I am a laugh during sex type of person, so i I love the funny yeah. ones uh and yeah. these ones, this particular book is chock full of hilarious and i mean that yes. in the best way hilarious sexual situations and i Very loved true. every one of them there is a table that gets shattered um comic yeah. books like comic style where the legs play out from under it there is a yeah, um, yeah. Uh, there's
0: something else that i'm going to talk That's about great. later so i'm just going to tease out it same uh so the this this book begins when danny prays to her goddess for like the for a love partner for a sex partner uh and her goddess gives her through various signs uh do you believe in the power of intention i feel like that's that without being religious she put an intention out into the world do you believe in those
1: ah this is so hard for me my, my hardcore nihilist self wants to tell you hard no, but I yeah. am also religious, and I do believe in a thing that is beyond the mortal coil, and so I want to say yes, um, but I am not the type of person that typically puts positive intentions out into the world uh, as you all well know I keep them really close yeah. to the vest until the last possible <laughs> yep. minute and it's really frustrating you squelch
0: them and uh, discount them and ignore them until they feel very heartbroken and then you know and then you let them blossom sometimes yes which is very so very beautiful
1: uh Yes, but it is really taxing emotionally, right? Because it's and I feel like it's done out of self-preservation insofar as like if I put a positive intention out into the world and it doesn't work out, it's yeah. just so heartbreaking. But if I never told anyone that I'm the only one heartbroken. Sure. So that was surprisingly emotional. Uh, So that's mm. why I don't put them out there, but it doesn't mean I don't believe in them.
0: Yeah, I... You know, I'm not somebody to be like, hey, everybody, put your good vibes out there. Good vi- hashtag good vibes daily. But, uh, you know, if somebody wants them, I will intention all of my good vibes out to them. Uh, it like if you believe it works, who am I to say it's not going to work? It's you know, I, I am not a religious person, but I understand the that power, uh, the power of prayer, the power of mindfulness the power of intention and um drive so to each their own and to everyone uh i sometimes i need good vibes and i don't know it so there we go okay we are going to take an intermission right here when we come back we're going to break down our favorite moment from the book and discuss our ratings and if this book made us want to get naked please enjoy this message from one of our friends in the podcasting world
2: Hello and welcome to the Annabelle H. Godfrey Historic Estate and Museum. Thank you for joining us on the Godfrey's World Famous Audio Guide. I'll be your host for the duration of your time here at the estate, and look forward to enlightening you as to the history and unique beauty of Annabelle's eclectic collection of art, antiquities, and curiosities. But before we begin, I must go over a few notices and estate rules. Firstly, on the chance that you failed to read the fine print when checking out this audio guide, and are currently standing in the middle of our atrium, waiting for a staff member to come and collect you, this is a self-guided tour. Each audio guide is equipped with a GPS tracking device, which triggers the commentary for the nearest collection item. This provides the dual benefit of a custom experience for you and helping the Godfrey staff locate unreturned audio guides. Many audio guides are discovered abandoned in dark and seldom traversed corners of the estate, their patrons nowhere to be found. Which leads me to my second point of business, stay out of the shadows. Thirdly, breaks and commentary as you move between collection items may be filled with historical tidbits about the estate, details about current or upcoming exhibits and offerings, general announcements, or words from our sponsor. Do not be alarmed when these start playing, and know you cannot mute or skip them. Fourthly, and this should go without saying, do not touch any collection items this is for your own safety. That's all for now. Shall we begin? The Godfrey Audio Guide is a new fiction podcast coming soon to an app near you. Interested in taking the tour? Make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. See you at the museum!
0: so we were going to talk about the our favorite or most compelling moments from uh Take a Hint Danny Brown by Talia Hibbert. Yes. Take it away. Absolutely. So, the
1: the thing that I really liked is actually the the black moment that's air quoted, the the darkest moment of the book when they have a the biggest fight, and then she walks away from him, and then it's a will-they-won't-they they, um, situation. Mm-hmm. So the breaking moment of this particular book is very honest to me, and they talk through the thing that was so will-they-won't-they they, is that she tells him exactly why she's walking away, and it's because she genuinely doesn't believe that they can be romantically involved and that she can commit enough time to him In the same moment, as committing enough time to her career and they listen to each other. He hears what she has to say and he already knows that he can make it work, but he lets her Mm -hmm. walk away and he lets her sort it out. And that felt so much healthier and so much more... Like there is processing and understanding of how to resolve this fight, which is something that Talia Hibbert is great at. She actually, I think, did like a seminar on how not to do will they, won't they break up type like mm-hmm. breaking points in a book that like there is a if you don't want a black moment at the end, like a breaking point that maybe severs all connection, there are other things to write. And that's what she does. And I absolutely every time I read one of her stories love how she treats adults because in so many books this like this fight happens and it's so juvenile and it's so overblown Mm -hmm. and then as a reader I'm like just talk to each other right (laughs) like people in real life yes they might be loud and yelly and screamy or quiet and withdrawn but you know 10 minutes or 10 hours later, they come back to each other, specifically if they love each other. And all of these books are designed to let us believe that these people are massively in love. And so for me to believe that like all of this love and all of this attraction is just erased in one fight is really hard. And so I love Talia Hibbert for telling us that that is is not how it is. And that as adults, they might decide not to stay together, but they will talk about it. So that is the most compelling moment to me. Yeah. And then my favorite moment has to be their first sexual encounter with each other. Um, They're in her living room and she bends over and he um, leans into her vagina and... The the thing that she says is, the only way to describe what happened next is, he fell into my vagina. And I was like, this is the funniest. It's still sexy, but it was so funny. Uh It was lovely. Also, yes, I feel like it's a thing all of us now need in our lives, someone to fall into Mm -hmm. our vaginas. For those of us who who have vaginas, I feel like that's a place people should fall into. Yeah.
0: Have someone fall into you out yes. of pure lust and desire. Exactly. For sure. Precisely. <laughs> I agree. I think overall, this book was extremely humanly adult. It felt very mature. It felt very real. And I loved that. It wasn't, I wasn't like rolling my eyes at these characters. I was like, oh, they're doing this like adults. This is great. This is fantastic. It also made me snort, laugh out loud, which is not something I do a lot. My favorite quote was faces were made for sitting on, not for kissing, <laughs> which is uh Danny trying not to be allured by Zephyr.
1: I mean, it's more of people's faces falling into vaginas, as as it should yes. be. As uh. it
0: should be. All right. Again, so what was your overall hot take of this book?
1: I absolutely loved how funny it was. And Talia Hibbard, Mm -hmm. in the acknowledgement of this book, says how hard it was for her to write a laugh-out-loud funny book. And I think she did Mm. so great. But she, like, if you read the Mm acknowledgement, she's like, I had to rewrite this three times and it was the hardest thing I've ever done because writing funny, laugh-out-loud funny stuff is really hard. And I think, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely nailed it. It's hilarious through and through. I also love zafir's family uh found family the reasons for uh what he's doing the the need to emotionally support other men in his community we sort of haven't addressed Mm -hmm. the fact that he's southeast asian or the fact that he's muslim and their their community layers to that and to the masculinity that is somewhat a prerequisite in some of these communities and a rugby player so there's all of these communities that he's part of that are all very strong silent manly men types and mm-hmm. he literally the job that he takes on for himself is to destigmatize emotionally present and available and vulnerable men in all of those communities. So yep. I know that's not a hot take, it's a very long take, but no. uh, he's amazing. The book was hilarious. I yes. wanna be Danny because A, she does amazing things to her hair and B, she kills it at her job and she gets yeah. to read books for a living. So <laughs>
0: um, I'm gonna pause right there and say, <laughs> your hair is blue. You do amazing things to your hair. You kill it at your job on the regular, and we are reading books, just not quite yet for a living. So 2.5. This is my aspirational statement. This is my putting it in the out <laughs> into the universe. Holy shit. I'm glad I wore a literal heart on my chest to clutch go. it. There you go. Amazing. <laughs> okay. All right. So my hot take delightful read. Talia Hibbert did not let us down. It, even though it's like a second book in a series, it's it like she just keeps getting better. How dare she? But also, it's what we all deserve.
1: <laughs> not a sophomore effort. Absolutely agree. Yeah.
0: Yes. All right.
1: Uh so, did so this book one to make you get naked?
0: I mean, yeah. It was I, like I felt it so all over that the sexy parts were just like part of the whole. So I wasn't like stripping down while I'm reading it. But like it was it was good. It was good. Yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> I like how understated that was.
0: <laughs> Thank you. That's what people say about me all the time is you're totally <laughs> understated.
1: <laughs> uh it was a hard yes for me. Obviously, there's so much, so much conversation about giving and getting good head actually this book has a lot of head in it both both for mm-hmm. her and for him so in case mm-hmm. you're a fan of of reading scenes where someone gets head you you're in for a treat on this one um they do i mean they they also spend some time on actual sex acts but
0: yeah mm-hmm. this is this is pretty seamy i i was very there's into also this. some excellent eating <laughs> There's some good food.
1: By that, you mean just like food, food, not eating sex act. Uh Uh-huh.
0: Yes. You've already talked about that. I'm talking about the other kind. I was just thinking about the scene where he's on his lunch break in the parking garage and he's eating a sandwich. And then later they go out for dinner. Like, there's just some lovely dates.
1: There's a lot of food uh, described deliciously in this book. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, Mm. I think that's what you're saying. For sure. Before we move on to anything else that we have in this episode, I want to give a shout out to our audio editor person. Because I just realized that he's going to have to listen to us talk about this. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm sorry, (laughs) and you're welcome. And also, thank you so very much for all your
0: work. I mean, spoiler alert, he's been sitting there the whole time, but he's had headphones on. So he's kind of had to listen to it twice.
1: Well, then he has not heard uh, my side of it. <laughs> Again, I'm s- sorry. True. And you're, well, no, no, you're just so I'm welcome. sorry. You're so welcome. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, before we get going. Yeah. What are you reading? Well, you sort of already said what you're reading next.
0: I'm already halfway through First Comes Like by Alicia Wright. Another book with a yellow cover. Yes. Social mm-hmm. media based. It's a very quick read. It's about Gia, the the last sister, the youngest sister. But what I did want to say is so next week we're going to do a mini-sode. I think we're going to talk about some tropes. And then the week after, we're going to try and do an episode on Eve Brown which is yes. the last of the Brown Sister books. So I'm very excited and hella jealous that you're so far into it. I'm trying not to be mad about it. My turn is coming soon, and I'm very excited about it.
1: Yes, and I want to give you the whole title of uh, Eve Brown, because I feel oh, like it is act, it's Act Your Age, Eve Brown. So this was Take a Hint, Danny Brown. The first one was Get a yeah. Life, Chloe Brown. And this
0: last one is yeah. Act Your Age, Eve Brown. And Another Youngest Sister. Yes. Yeah. Another Youngest Sister story. Yeah. Yes.
1: Though we don't really, uh, the other two books in the Alicia Rye series are not about Gia's sisters. We just know all it's of true. them. Uh, They're from yes. a
0: previous series. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Cool so good all right it lovely starting this podcast with you lovely starting this podcast with you right back at ya. we'll see you all next week for a miniisode. so are you dear audience human gonna pick up this book now that you've heard our review let us know in the comments have a suggestion for another review slide on into our dms if you
1: like this adventure in books or updates on our upcoming projects Please follow, like, save, subscribe, rate, review us on Instagram at L.Skyford, on Twitch at L.Skyford, and on Twitter at SkyfordL.
0: Phew, I'm Sky And I'm Ford. That's it for this episode. We'll see you next time on Booklandia, where every book is a whole world to explore. And we're out.